0: Hello, Anchor Fam, and welcome back to my station. This is your girl, Ebony B, here for an interview with L. Kelly. She is a entrepreneur and business owner. I'm gonna let her um, introduce herself a little bit more. But today, we are figuring out the road to 100K. We have a wonderful lady here, a wonderful entrepreneur. She is very dear to my heart. She gets on my nerves. We have a very interesting relationship, and I'm very blessed. Um, But she has done something that has never been done before in her family. And um, I just brought her here today to share her story. So I am going to hand it over to her. So
1: welcome Elle Kelly. I'm honored to be here and to be a part of this podcast and um, hopefully um, I can uh, reveal and divulge you know tips Yay. and nuggets that will help the listeners um, and the podcast game. So I look forward uh, yes. To
0: this interview, let's get it so if you didn't know my podcast is geared towards you know uh, young people you know high school to undergrad but there are also some people who don't fit that demographic who are still bosses who are still pursuing the dream so I believe that this episode will be very 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 beneficial to my listeners so let's get into it All right, Elle,
1: so let's start off with your name and what do you do? My name is Leticia and I consider myself a serial entrepreneur. I have my hands in a couple of different things. Um, My main niche is uh, in the legal and real estate industry. Um, I have a network of contractors spanning across all 50 states that work for my companies um, in the legal and real estate industry. So that's what I do right now. And also I am anchoring myself into the uh, financial industry as well. So that would be yet another business under my um, umbrella, so.
0: Awesome, that is so inspiring to see a boss woman who is in several different industries. I heard you mention the legal industry, the real estate and the financial industry. So that is just so powerful. I know personally that those are three very big sustaining industries that will hardly ever experience, um, you know, like a like a setback, like a a you like a uh, yes like they will not really recession-proof, recession-proof businesses right. exactly thank you so
1: much okay so where are you from like are you an alien or what i am <laughs> originally i feel like one sometimes with all that i do but i'm originally from houston h-town so, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. And what are your
0: hobbies? What do you do outside of business?
1: Uh, my hobbies and pastimes consist of, uh, I would like to say travel and emphasize that travel, travel, travel. And then um, I like to, uh, I love uh, indulging myself in learning new cultures and places and things by way of television shows until I actually get to the country. So I've trained myself, like, if I go to Korea, I know the customs of how they drink liquor and have to turn their head if adults or elders are around them. So, that's so cool. that's, I study cultures, I study billionaires, I study millionaires, and wow. I, I read extensively. I enjoy church, and I love hanging out with my kid and my pup.
0: Awesome, that honestly sounds like such a fun life, like making money, traveling, spending time with your kid and your puppy, like that is awesome, I love that, um, and so what are even some of your dislikes, like what are some things that get under your skin, or some things that you don't tolerate, or just some things that you don't like?
1: I have a disdain and a distaste uh, heavily for dishonesty, complacency, um, poverty, um, lack of drive, laziness, um, those all those things that I mentioned oppose uh, what I stand for in life. So I try to work hard not to take it personal, but mm-hmm. when I see people that have those characteristics, I try to, you know, if they allow me to, I try to find out why or if they're comfortable with being that way and if I can help them to, you know, per- possibly navigate away from that. But those things and that's why i'm into business coaching as well because you know uh, life is a dash and i think the majority if you were to take a survey most people want the most out of life they want a great life and i think it's a a different group it's a group that wants a lot out of life and they're willing to go out and do what it takes to get it and the other group they want the same caliber or caliber yeah. or level of life and they're either they just lack it or they don't know how to go about it mm-hmm. so that's where you or know they just don't want to do it right or, it or laziness like or entitlement yeah. so you know and that's why i've opened up to do business coaching and i've created an academy for people um you know that need a blueprint on how to go about about doing doing so.
0: That's so awesome, and I'm so glad that not only are you a business owner, but you also have an interest in helping other people to achieve such success because you've created it for yourself, so I'm sure that you know that it's possible. And I'm sure that it could be frustrating when dealing with people who have certain talents and skills, but like you said, you don't like complacency, you don't like laziness. And I could only imagine that your success has stemmed from the boundaries that you have put in place when it comes to the people that you deal with and the characteristics that they have. Because I know personally, when we have conversations, you always talk about how environment is so important. So can you just explain to my listeners what do you mean when you talk about the environment like is it literally the environment that's in you know like the air is it the city that you live in is it the people that's around you like what do you mean when you say environment has a uh, impact on you
1: environment um, I feel like environment as it pertains to where you spend the majority of your time Um, you have some people that are still living at home with their parents um, some people, they're married and they live with their spouse or relatives or yeah. whatnot. But uh, to expound on that, environment means everything because where you spend most of your time, it becomes a part of you. Either you're impacting the environment or the environment is impacting you. Uh-oh, and typically, uh-oh, uh-oh. when the environment is a negative or toxic or unstable environment, even if you're a good person, good natured or whatever, I yeah. find that the gravity of that... That negative pull typically, you know, it uh, it, it it overrides the good. So right. for me, I know personally, some people they may find themselves needing to move out from home. Um, I know I've, I've experienced, you know, being in the place where I had to move away, and 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 that you know, sometimes well for me personally, when I moved away from the environment that I felt was no longer serving me, I've only went up since. And that environment can be from your parents, from your spouse, from whomever. It doesn't just mean a work environment. You know, it could be some people, they may have to and I know it's an orthodox, and I'm not a, a pro uh, divorce person, but yeah. it, it could be a toxic marriage that is holding you back, or you may have goals, or you could be an inbred millionaire on the inside, but your right. environment is just not going to allow you to touch that. And right. I've seen personally in my life how, when you leave things that aren't serving you, I mean, it could, you know, and I'm a believer, a mm-hmm. Christian, that is God can just elevate you. And I know in my life, every step, every environment that I've left, I've, I've Continuously catapulted and into a better, a higher realm of success and of peace and things of that nature. So, I don't regret it. So, people really that's why I always tell you when we talk, Mm as I tell you, environment and you don't feel it because you're just kind of like it's that's what you're used to exactly. But you know, you won't find until you leave it and you disconnect from it, you're like, aha, and you see how your life can transform. You'll see how important environment is. I can't preach that enough. So
0: Wow. Well, thank you so much for sharing. Listeners, I really want to bring you back to this point of environment. It's something that we don't really think about on a day-to-day basis because, like I said, this is something that we... Are accustomed to this is something that we may not even know that is affecting us until we leave that environment and so that has a lot to do with our comfort zones and the things that we feel like we should be doing or the the people we feel like we should be pleasing We feel like we have to connect with them on an intimate level where we are constantly in their environment and vice versa. And sometimes it's almost like protecting your peace and your peace can stem from the environment that you're in. You may be in an environment where it's not peaceful versus an environment where you are peaceful and you produce more. So um, thank you for sharing that with us. My next question for you is what was your background experience before you became a serial entrepreneur
1: um i've always uh desired to go to law school and i still may do that Uh, my path just was kind of rerouted due to motherhood and whatnot but um, i was working at a law firm i've worked at a few law firms and um, one of the law firms i was required uh, to get a license in a certain field and once i got that license um, i was in paralegal school and once I got that license um, I for whatever reason I've always been inquisitive I just put in a search how to make money um, in the real estate field or in the, in the legal field with the license that I had and from there um, I located this wide untapped under saturated industry it was still fairly new and while i was working at the law firm i started doing uh, working in that industry uh part-time and also um you know i became pregnant when i was working at the law firm so Mm -hmm. it kind of you know led me to look at things differently and from there i decided not to go back to the firm and that industry that i discovered while working it allowed me to create the life that I have now. So people should always be inquisitive and look to find out what can you do with what you have. I mean, had I not looked into that, I would probably still be, you know, at a job, and and, and its jobs are okay if you leverage them correctly, that's totally fine, but right. I would probably still be, you know, in a job with uh, restrictions and limitations, which I did not want for myself. So that's why um, I left that job at the firm and never looked back and actually, ironically, I make money in the legal industry working, doing work for lawyers and making more than what I was making in the capacity of a paralegal. And in some cases, I've made um, income that can model that of an attorney in some instances, considering what the assignment is.
0: Wow. So and when we talk about environment and how important that is, like when you became a paralegal, like you said you wanted to be a lawyer. So you went and sought out an environment where you could right. grow. You didn't know exactly what it was going to turn into. Right. But while you were in that paralegal's, or while you were in that attorney's office working as a paralegal, there was something about that environment that pushed you to discover more. And once you discovered more, you found yourself making as much, if not more, than that lawyer did a day, a month, or whatever the case may be. That is correct. And that is that is awesome. That is so inspiring. And so let's talk about a little bit a little bit about your journey into motherhood. Um, So you were pregnant at the parallel or you got pregnant while you were at the attorney's office. And so that's when you initially started your business. So what advice do you have for any um, mothers who are, you know, building a business from the ground up or any mothers who are pursuing their own journey took on the road to 100k a year. What advice, if any, might you have towards uh, mothers?
1: I would say uh, prioritize and always put your child first uh, before the paycheck, before anything else. Of course, for my case, it would be God and then my child, but um, I've that's motherhood is a role or the, the that's the biggest accolade I have accomplished in my life personally so I, I, and I've seen it uh, manifest with how I've put my kid first and now that you know he's thriving straight A's inducted into the National Junior Honor Society it shows I know some people often get caught up in Oh, I have to like you, know, you,
0: ha- you have to choose, you can't do both
1: The only way you can do both, is, you know, some women are fortunate enough where they have a supportive spouse or family members I had neither, so I just, I made do And honestly, it kind of, it, and someone admittedly, it curtailed my income Because had I not put my kid first, I probably could have you know uh gained the financial success a lot sooner had i maybe you know pawned my child off or to a relative or something or did something differently but you know i kind of i sustained i kind of stayed at a plateau for a while still having the freedom but at the same time, the income wasn't where I wanted to. But I told myself, I was like, wow, to get to certain places, you're going to have to sacrifice things. And I was going to sacrifice my kid or, you know, being a good mom to him in order to achieve that. So I would say that. And, you know, everyone's priorities are different. Now, if you're a single mom and you have a strong network and support system, a mother or grandparents or sister or whatever that can step in and help you. And, you know, and and love on your child, you know, just as much as you do, then that's great. But if not for me, I made sure I was there for my kid. And of course, my business may have sometimes suffered a little bit because of that or maybe, you know, hit a a plateau because of that. But I'm okay with that and I don't regret it. So,
0: wow, that's definitely something. That's a little bit different from what I'm used to. Um, But I will say like, you know, boss moms or, you know, a mompreneur, you know, those types of hashtags and movements are popping up a lot more. But again, you really don't have a lot of women, you know, sitting down and talking about um, the beauty of both. And I think that that should be something that we encourage and push um and support like we hype up that mothers can do it all um so my next question for you is what was your inspiration to start your business like freedom
1: and when um i was pregnant um i was told by my employer at the time i had to make my doctor prenatal appointments at certain times and I just looked at myself and I was like, I don't want, you know, I was, this was prior to my kid actually coming into the world. I looked at my life and I was like, when I have my kid, I don't want anyone dictating to when I can be there for him in any capacity, whether it be doctor appointments or whatever. So something just kind of snapped at me. And I did not return, like I made a decision when I think I wanted to go, I wanted to have my doctor appointment on a certain date and I couldn't. And I understand the position of the lawyer since I'm now an employer as well. I totally get that. But as for me, I didn't want that to be my story. So I told myself I'm going to have to find a way to to make it outside of the traditional work realm and, and never look back. But uh, that's what prompted me is the the lack of flexibility i had at that particular uh, firm so okay.
0: yeah and i hear a lot of people you know they say time is money and money is freedom and all that stuff so that is actually what encouraged you to make that move and if i'm correct you after you left that attorney's office you never went back to working for anybody else
1: i have not worked for anyone about 11 plus years it's scary but i i wake up every day with the uh, the bank account pretty much I tell myself it 's a zero, so every day you have to create an opportunity you have to create income, making income in my opinion is when someone is delegating you certain duties and your income is you know predictable, but I have to create income, and when you create something. That's a lot more power to it. You have to be a lot more creative. It's scary. It's uncharted territory right, because, because every, you can't
0: depend on anybody else to I,
1: bring you your paycheck. And no. And every day I wake up, I, it, it could be some clients needing your services. It could be a lot of clients not. It's it's very. That's why I always tell people to diversify. But it's scary. But for the past eleven years, if you think about it, I've not had the uh, the crutch of or or the 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 the. the uh, Comfort, Comfort, comfort—it was another word I was looking for. I just drew a blank, but yeah, the comfort of having a a steady paycheck, Mm -hmm. and that—that's why a lot of people I think are scared because that's a long eleven years. That's either most people would have folded by now and went back and got a job, or just kind of lost their mind. You know, it's scary. But if anything else, even if I didn't break the six-figure ceiling, or even if I don't—you know—my goal is millionaire, and if I don't get to billions, my kids will, I'm sure. But um, you know, I yeah that that's kind of scary and I can't believe I've done it but I've, I've never looked back and that's that that in itself is a major accomplishment because yes. I haven't had any kind of crutch notes no I didn't no come s- from no not trust fund baby so I didn't it's right. not like my parents or somebody gifted me or I inherited or
0: you had several investors that just believed in you because I your your my parents companies. were such and such okay. and I I love that because that is a similar position to what I'm in like I realized that I have this vision, I have this dream, I have this desire, I have this, you know, just certain something about me where I can create certain results, but it's hard to get people to believe in what you believe in, and I think you've also been a big teacher of You can't expect somebody to do anything for you, you know, and I've been able to learn that as I'm becoming a young adult and I have businesses and passion projects that I have, but I had to go get a job to support and be my own investor. And so you know I I
1: want to piggyback off of that Um, I think you mentioned about um, people you can't expect people to come along so basically in the journey I've had there are so many people that I've told what I do and then I've I've taught them about my industry how to do it I've given them the blueprint And yet and still, those people didn't take what I've taught them to position themselves to be either close to where I'm at or above where I'm at. I mean, it's possible either way, no matter how you look at it. But a lot of people, it's unfortunate that they don't see the vision. They don't become a part of the vision. And it's it's sad. And a lot of people need to realize when that person that was trying to bring you along, you know, luggage and baggage is heavy. So eventually they're going to put it down, which that would be the people that don't believe in them, don't want to help them or whatever. So when that person gets to that level, I mean... I would hate to be a spectator when I was a when I had the ability to yeah. be a part of something great and out of I would say ignorance or, la- or whatever, whatever the ca- yeah. whatever the case may be I didn't do that and that's unfortunate because even now that I'm seeing God like really elevate me I still feel bad for those people that I know that weren't supposed to be a part of the journey mm-hmm. yet they could have but it's like I feel kind of sombersome because. You want, I want everyone to win. Yeah. It, it, it it doesn't stop at relatives. I mean, people that I don't know, people yeah. that I know that may not even like me. Mm-hmm. I just want everyone to win. But, it, you know, eventually it'll become awkward because what can you do? And people need to understand a lot of people, I'm not going to say animosity, but it's going to be hard because Uh-oh. we're human yeah. to get to that level mm-hmm. and then drop a rope and let you, or a ladder and put it down and tell you to climb up to be on the same a lifeline or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. It's not easy for a person to do that. Even myself, I struggle with that because I have to realize God may have wanted me to go to this level single-handedly by myself. And uh-oh, uh may add people where I'm at now or even when I get higher, but I think the people have just fell off and that can be anyone, spouses, relatives, whatever the case may be. And I'm I'm living that, so. Okay, yeah. cool. So
0: what do you think? Obviously, the keys to success are not enough to actually achieve success. So what did, what is like one characteristic?
1: Resilience. Okay. Resilience. Like I've decided, you know, whether I get to where I'm trying to get to or not, I am not going and you know, you have days where you want to throw in the towel. We've had times where I've called you and you've kind of although you're younger, you're still wise and you've kind of ministered to me and encouraged me. You know, and um, I've talked to my brother sometimes and was like, well, what about if I never make, you know, the six figure, the millions or whatever? But I've told myself it has to happen. If it doesn't, it's okay. Maybe it wasn't meant. But for one thing, I've never stopped trying. And that's the key, resilience. And sometimes I kind of pinch myself because I've went through so much in my personal life that I've not allowed it to impact my, uh, I'm going to say professional, but yeah. my, my business You're life. Grind. Right, because the things that I've endured in my personal life, some people would have just said, forget it. They would have just threw in the towel and allowed the, those things in the personal to overtake. But I have, honestly, when I look at the people that work for my company all over the U.S. and so many people kind of, uh, depending on me, it's helped me always to a level of accountability. So almost it was like, I was unable to throw in the towel because at the end of the back of my mind, I thought about how many people were depending on me and wanting to work for my company and telling me thank you when I did something nice or my clients praising me and telling me they're glad they found me. And, you know, it's small things like that that kind of, of course, in my kid? I can't forget that. Like he's you know he's the reason when he needs something no matter what I've always been able to actually give him everything that he's asked me for yeah. I've been able to give it to without him without hesitation without hesitation the only thing he wants to go he wants to go to Dubai to see this uh, million dollar car you know that he wants to buy in the future but other than that <laughs> I've been able to hit the mark for the most part so awesome yeah. awesome
0: so throughout this entire journey these 11 years can we talk a little bit about money management and you can be completely honest um how are you able to be disciplined enough to actually see a hundred thousand a year
1: um money management i'm not really that's not my strong suit and sometimes i'm not going to i'm going to be totally transparent and honest my money is so fluid sometimes i don't even budget i just make it happen and make it work and sometimes i may curtail and decide okay i'm not going to travel or do something um and just allow my um my my accounts uh payable to catch up and I'll just sit like a duck or other times I'll say hey it's time for me to do something for me so that's an area that I'm working on but I can say this with all the responsibility that I have it's ironic it's funny but this is me personally sometimes if you were to have a budget and watch your money for example have ten grand in the bank on Monday and then after all the payments or accounts payable go through on Friday you can be at negative one thousand or 50 dollars. if that happens over and over and over that will be mentally tasking so i've set it up to where i really don't i make sure my checks don't bounce and i make sure things are covered but as far as budgeting i just kind of make sure things are taken care of and things happen the way i want but and i'm gonna actually work on doing that but i know for me and the way i'm wired if i were to consistently see how my money changes rapidly so much emotionally that would affect me in a way to where it would uh hamper me from really you know growing and running my business because in business there's so many cycles and ups and downs and if you're literally watching this yo-yo with your you know your money right i don't really I, i don't do and that's not good but again i met everybody i haven't had a check balance thank god i don't
0: and I remember you telling me a story a couple of days ago and I don't even know if you realized what you were doing at the time but you were telling me how um you were receiving some travel opportunity and you were telling the travel people that you made six figures but this was well before you actually made six figures so You've been speaking six figures over your life and you say like, I'ma be a millionaire over your life, like, do you believe that you have manifested this, um Yeah. In
1: yeah, because I've always told myself I'm, you know, like I'm a dreamer. So I'll ponder, you know, like I said, I I'll sit up like wh- while people are sleeping. Honestly, and my family knows this. I'll sit up and, and be looking at million dollar real estate homes and, and send a blast to my family. They're probably rolling there. I was like, oh, my gosh, this woman. But I've always had it embedded in me. I look at million dollar homes. I look at you know people that have made millions or billions what do they do and the people that have empires and conglomerates where the families inherited wealth and i study families that have accumulated wealth over centuries and and different things and how they've done it and I just, I I I thrive, um, I thirst for information. I'm mm-hmm. always reading, researching, and, you know. That's you're hungry,
0: what, yeah. like you're forever that's, hungry.
1: That, and I probably always got to set up my life where, you know, I'm, I'm always looking for more, leaning on him. But, um, yeah, I've always, that's so funny, I've always felt like I was going to make it. So in order to get those travel opportunities. That's
0: so inspiring. You know, yeah. So, you didn't even know that you were gonna make it, I did. make six figures one day, yet you were telling people that you yeah, had okay. already. Sure. <laughs> exactly, to get I'm that I'm opportunity. Sure. Yes, ma'am. Awesome. So, I'm gonna ask, you know, one more time, like, what is it
1: again that you do? Like, um, I work in an industry where basically uh, when people are purchasing or refinancing their mortgages, mm-hmm. um, we do the paperwork. My oh, contractors okay. do the paperwork. And also, from the legal standpoint, mm-hmm um for example if you were to be sued by someone um you would be the um i think it's the plaintiff uh the person that actually files the lawsuit so the plaintiff would have to notify the defendant of the suit and so I hire you know I have legal uh, process servers that work for my company that they actually serve the defendants to let them know that they've been sued and so that's that spans across 50 states and you know the legal industry people are going to forever I've not seen any kind of shortage in the legal industry with everything that's going on people are the legal industry it's it's non-stop, just like the health and the medical. It's it's non-stop. So, so, is this a good going. business to go into? Oh, I, I, I can say after 11, absolutely. After right, 11.
0: and I'm also in this business as well. Yes. Um, she has truly inspired me, and she's been like a huge help to my current success, my current mindset. I'm super grateful to be associated, related to this person who is just a true visionary. A true visionary. She was a visionary before I knew what a visionary was. So that's awesome. So what are what were um like maybe two trials or struggles getting started that you experienced? Two trials or struggles that you experienced when getting started?
1: Um getting started uh so basically when I was getting started I was working out in the field with the people that I now employ and so uh basically when I decided, you know, I'm inquisitive, when I saw the people that were hiring me, when I saw how much they were making, I decided to reposition myself to, you know, make what they make. And that would, and when I did that, that took me out of the field and put me in a position to where now I had to have money to pay for the people that I'm hiring. So, and I didn't take out a loan to start my business. I just took money that I had and made it work and built up on that and kept going. I've never went to an investor or gotten a loan like no and and that's challenging because money you know at the end of the day you have to pay your people you have to have to pay your people and sometimes clients can drag their feet on paying you they can forget they can refuse so that has been a struggle and let's see um remaining encouraged because mm-hmm. ap- some people feel like in business after it's been some, pe- I, I study millionaires. It was a lady that started a business and in three years, she's pushing six figures heading into a million and she's only been in business for four years. So I can then look at myself and be like, wow, sis, you're, 11 years in this thing and you're not at a million, you know, comparison and looking around that, that, you know, it probably slows
0: you down too. huh?
1: Yeah. And I, and I try not to, you know, I, I try not to do that because I look at the blessings in my business and how, when people are so excited, when I pay my contractors and give them a bonus, give them a Starbucks gift card, send them a mask, those small things. So I'm impacting so many people across the world. So it's like, you know, It can be bigger. You know, the million, you know, I would rather do what I'm doing now at the scale I'm at and impact people powerfully as opposed to, you know, making the millions and it may... You know, it may not be as personable. It could just right. be I'm just making millions, but am I touching and transforming lives? Am I, you know, leaving
0: a legacy? Yeah.
1: So it, it's okay, and you know, I still think like whatever I I'm setting my life up towards. Whatever I don't touch, my kids or grandkids will touch. So it's all good. So or nieces.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> I'm just kidding. Um, so what's one piece of advice that you can share to other entrepreneurs who are just getting started? No matter no matter what that may be whether they're selling candles, t-shirts, what piece of advice could you give them?
1: Find someone that is already where you want to be, whatever industry that may be. And it may, you know, I've gotten hung up on by millionaires. I've gotten insults and that's fine, but try to find someone that's willing to help you. And it may not be easy, um, it can be tasking but whatever industry or field you want to go into find someone that's in that field that's where you want to be as far as the level of success and see if they're open to helping you sometimes if a person is local they may look at you as a threat but I did that in my notary journey and I found this lady in College Station and she stayed on the phone and I still I'm going to surprise her with a gift here soon she's not going to believe it but I never forgot how she just actually taught me about the industry and took out the time and she's a veteran she's well respected but she really helped me like I didn't it was just her and I I had to it was her and me researching 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 and putting in the work and I found now 10 years later times are different it's more competitive everyone wants to one-up each other so you may not be as fortunate to find that mentor but I would just encourage you to try to but if not it's cool because I circumvent that myself you just have to do more research and that's fine you know and figure things out through trial and error so
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much. That concludes my questions that I have for you, but I just want to thank you for taking time out to do this interview because I know personally, I was so inspired. I heard a lot. I heard you talk a lot about, you know, doing it for other people, you know, bringing people up with you, uh, working together as a, you know, just a humane society. And, you know, it sounds like you were fortunate enough to even have just one person who would share that information with you and so your story seemed very selfless and very authentic and very genuine so I just thank you so much this is the true quote-unquote success story this is the true you know grinding and hustling and I know that um L Kelly hasn't even made it to where she wanted to be um so she's continuing that grind but just to see all of the things that she has manifested over these years um not only has she grown a business but y'all her son is so freaking talented he makes straight a's all pre-ap classes um he plays one of the hardest instruments in his first chair. Like he's so sweet, talented. And so she didn't lack, um, well, let me not say that she didn't, you know, lack in any area. Cause that's not for me to say, but you know, when it comes to family and career, she has it. And I'm just so, so proud of you. And so thankful for you coming in and sharing your story with my audience. Um, as always if people wanted to connect with you or uh maybe email you if they have questions how could they contact you
1: um they can uh shoot an email to me at kelly price that's k-e-l-l-e-y price p-r-i-c-e C E zero seven at gmail i'll be glad to you know like i said drop any kind of nuggets of wisdom any advice point them in the right direction um don't be hesitant. I'm very welcoming. Just reach out and I'll see if in any way I can um, assist you.
0: All right, well, thank you all so much. I'm so glad and uh, happy that you all were able to tune in. Uh, This was an interview, The Journey to 100K. I will be here one day. And so I'm so honored to be able to hear this story. And until next time, um, I hope that all is well. I hope that you all are continuing to take care, continue to follow me and keep up with me on Instagram and on Facebook at Ebony B. And until next time, this is your group. Ebony and I'm signing out.